This week on the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, I'm talking to digital marketing expert Jodie Bourne in the second of our series on building an email list. Last time we talked about creating the lead magnet. This time we are moving towards the type of content that you need to put together to ensure that everybody that signs up to your email list gets great value from it. This is a great episode and you're going to learn a lot from it. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. So today I am super excited to have back with me my friend Jodie Bourne. Jodie and I have been working together on a couple of projects recently, and I've learned so much from her about digital marketing. I had no idea when I first met Jodie that uh, prior to her joining the vacation rental, the short-term rental community, she had been active with tourism and travel alongside digital marketing for many years. So she has so much experience, not only in our tourism field, but also in the ways of getting messages out to people and doing it in the most effective way. And she's pretty much my absolute star in this respect. She's taught me so much about how to craft the right message, how to send it, when to send it, and what to do with those emails that we have collected from people. So when putting together this three-part series on building an email list, I wanted to make sure that we had exactly the right person that was going to guide you in the right direction. And and here she is. This is Jodie Bourne. And this is part two of our series on building an email list. And we're going to talk about the type of content that you should have ready before you even start collecting those emails, because there's absolutely no point in having them if if you don't have something to send to the people who have given you their personal information. So without further ado, let's get going on my interview with Jodie Bourne. So I'm super delighted to have back with me again, my friend Jodie Bourne, who is the bomb in digital marketing and she's <laughs> going to share her insights into content and the sort of content that we got that we need to have in hand before we start sending emails because Jody am I am I right you can you can build an email list but if you don't have anything to send it's a bit purposeless right it's very purposeless purposeless yes it is it doesn't help uh, matters at all. Someone just gets a random email once a year from somebody because they have an available weekend. So no, <laughs> you have to have some content. Well, thank you so much for joining me again for this second part of the three-part series we're doing on building an email list. And it's not all about, you know, the, the title is building an email list, which sounds like we're going to spend three parts just talking about how you get those emails. But it's not because there's so much more to it than that. I mean, we talked in the last one about having that lead magazine in place, something that's going to draw people in to give you their email address. But now we're going to move on to that content that we have to have. And and I know that you do this for all your clients. It's sort of the the foundation of how you work with, with your clients is that content. So this is why coming I'm coming to you to talk about the right kinds of content for email marketing. So what do you say? Well, I think we should add the word engaged. Like if we say building an engaged email list, then that does cover all three, you know, all three parts of this because the content part is really so key and it is 
it's really kind of the part that people struggle with the most. They don't know what to say. They don't know when to say it. They don't know if they should send a newsletter because they don't really have any updates or, or what should be in the newsletter. So um, the content part is definitely, and, and like you said, it's the thing that I've, I am constantly harping on. I think in in the marketing that I do when I'm working with students or new clients um, about how important this you know email newsletter is because you know, studies have shown even as recently as 2021 that people are still buying off of emails. They are still booking homes. They are still buying products. They are still, you know, learning. So it's definitely the way to reach people still in, in this day. Well, you know, I, I am the point in case. I uh, I give my email address away freely. And I mean, you're Oh, my audience here, they cannot see me because this is audio, obviously, not visual. So, Jody, you can see me on the video screen that we have on Riverside FM here. Do you think my lighting is good today? Yes, your lighting is just fine. Yeah. It looks fine. Your yeah. face is lit well. Exactly. And do you know how I've done this? Because I saw a lead magnet about getting your lighting right for video. So I downloaded the lead magnet and I then loved that lead magnet so much, I signed up for the course on video <laughs> filmmaking because I do, you know, I, I, I spend very freely on, on stuff. Yes. But this one is really terrific. And one of the things that makes it so good is that I'm doing the course, but there are emails coming at me every other day with more tips, with more recommendations. And I am, you know, within a week, I have become loyal. I am trusting these people that sent me this stuff and, and I'm learning and it's valuable. So I just wanted to put, awesome. put that in there because, you know, I'm sort of the poster child for, for giving away emails and how to do it because I'm, I'm that target person that downloads everything and then buys because I get value from a lead magnet. That's exactly right. I'm, I'm that person too. And there are those, uh, there, those people everywhere. So even if, if you're a, a host or you're marketing your property and you think, well, I don't do this. People do yes. lots of people do. And in fact, when, when you think about something like, you know, buying a, a vacation, booking a vacation, they actually need that much of a warm up to really get to know you. People often assume that going to a, a website and booking a vacation is the same experience, the same uh, customer journey as the experience of going to Airbnb or VRBO. And it's, it is two completely kind of separate journeys. Typically, people who go to your website are not necessarily looking right away to book, they're still doing, they're in their investigation, mm. kind of doing their research phase. Uh, so having them be able to have a newsletter to sign up for, as we discussed in the first episode on this, the newsletter or the um, the lead magnet, and then giving them this content is, is what can keep them warming up until they are ready to book with you. Yeah, you've made a super important point here. And I'll go back to Alan Egan, another friend of mine who said years and years ago, and it's, I've never forgotten this one, he said, people don't go on vacation rental, they go on vacation. So, you know, just having a website, <laughs> that, just having a website that just shows your property and asks you to book is not going to cut it because people come to your website for that information to help them make that decision about coming to your location before they choose your place. And, and that, exactly. that really stuck. It, it just stuck with me. I think he meant, he said that about 10 years ago and I've never, never forgotten that. Um, people go on ve on short-term rental going onto Airbnb because they've already decided where they want to go and they've Typically, done all their yes. research on that location. And now, now they're going to book the accommodation, but you've got to capture those people when they're in that research phase. That's exactly right. And so when you think about it that way, if you continue in that thought and you think about the content you should be sharing in your newsletter or in your in your email, you have to think about that as destination based content or experience based content as well, rather than just think about it as, you know, now's the opportunity for me to sell my my product. Uh -huh. So rather than thinking of yourself as the the e-commerce shop that is now just sending updates about, you know, their availability, think of yourself as now you're the um, 
you're the travel influencer. You're the one that's um, helping guide their trip plans through your newsletter content. So then you become a, a very valued resource when they're continuing in their planning, especially if they're, you know, haven't quite yet decided what all they're going to do. And even if they've already made their booking arrangements, they've already stayed, you know, just determined where they're going to stay. And that's not with you. Um, I, I hear that a lot from people. They they say, well, you know, they've already, what if they've already booked? And I'm like, so what? You know, maybe their friends are going to join them and they haven't found a place or, or maybe they just want to, they're going to come back next year. Um, the, the longer that you have are building that relationship and building yourself as a, a source of information, then, you know, the better. So I really think there's like four different types of content that you should create and send, send out to your prospects. And then there's the kind of different content that you should create and send out to your booked and confirmed guests. So it's kind of two, a whole series Okay, so so what are we talking about here? We're talking about, you know, we're talking about building the email list. So we're talking about these people who perhaps haven't found us beforehand. So they haven't booked. So what are those four different types of emails then that you're going to send out to people who are sort of in that research research phase? Well, so when they get on your list, they should, whether you have a lead magnet, hopefully you listened to the last episode and now you have decided on your lead magnet or lead magnets. And once they get that lead magnet, that's the perfect time. People are more likely to open your emails immediately after getting on your email list than at any other time. So the there's, I suggest three to even four emails immediately after within the first three to seven days. I call that the welcome series. That's kind of the the generally accepted or talked about phrase is the welcome series. And, um, you know, the first one is really just thanking them for signing up for your list and letting them know who you are because they may not know. <laughs> just because they got on your list does not mean they know what, you know, uh, seaside vacations, just throwing that out there, actually means. So um, now's the time to really be welcoming as the one-on-one welcome. Hey, I'm Jody. I'm the owner of Buttercup Cottage and, you know, or I'm the property manager here at such and such. Um, and we want to welcome you. We want to thank you for downloading our guide to, you know, your holiday weekend planning or whatever it was. You really want to call attention to that and you want to um, personally invite them to get to know your property or properties. Just start thinking about it at this point. As if, this is, I tell this to people all the time. It's your long lost aunt <laughs> who has suddenly decided to come for a trip and you don't want her staying at your house and you don't want to spend all of your time with her, <laughs> but you do want her to come because you haven't seen your aunt in forever. And so you would like to invite her along, but hey, here's a great place for you to stay. And here's some great things for you to do while you're here. And so as as you continue that, then that kind of makes this person feel welcome, your guest avatar. And in that three or four email series, each one is Basically, the first one is, hey, here's who we are. We'd love to have you. This is what you're going to be getting. And you want to open it up to them like, oh, you're going to be getting another email tomorrow. And that email is going to tell you our favorite restaurants. Uh Well, why do you do that? Because, I mean, maybe restaurants isn't actually the best idea because, you know, maybe it's our five most popular bars. Whatever your, your your customer avatar is, you really create something fairly targeted for that group. And you say um, that because then tomorrow they're like, they can't wait. They knew the email was coming. They opened the first one because that's where the lead mm. magnet was and they had to open it. The next one is, oh, I'm, I'm going to receive this and this is going to be the list of their five top this and that. And you can just pull stuff from your blog. It doesn't have to be original content. Just, you know, pull something from your blog and put it in an email. And now in that email, it's you also remember the sale. Remember to say, oh, and by the way, you know, you might want to check out this cottage while, you know, you're here. We have at this point, because this is automated, you don't know if you have availability. So you can't say we have we have weekend availability now. But what you can do is say, you know, we hope that you will. So you tease them with this. It may or may not be booked. We don't know. You know, we hope whatever weekend or whatever time you're planning to stay, we have availability. We book quickly. Now's the time, you know, all those little kind of keywords that in, entice them to go, Oh, I better see if, if they have availability. 
You also want to call attention in the first couple of emails to if they are, you know, making sure that they know you're their perfect person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, if you're booking with families with children, make sure that they are aware of the fact that you have safety gates around your pool and that uh, you have a big screen TV in the game room for the kids to play video games on in the winter. I mean, you want to really build up whatever that your target market is and build up those amenities that are that you have created specifically for them. So um, the welcome series is valuable. So there's a couple of things you mentioned there that I want to uh, just go back on. First one, you mentioned the word automated because we hadn't mentioned this before. So everything in that first series, you don't have to get to your computer in the morning, think, okay, I hadn't, you know, I I need, somebody uh, came onto my email list two days ago, so I need to send them the second email. It's all, it's in an automated format so that the moment you get the email address that triggers the sending of the welcome series. That is exactly right. And that's what we're going to talk about in the third yeah. uh, episode is the automation part and, and that part. But yes, it's extremely important. And I believe if you're going to pay for any kind of marketing product at all, it should be an email newsletter list. Um, you know, ConvertKit is the one that I recommend. There's also MailChimp. There's hundreds and hundreds yeah. of them. But yeah, automation. Now, not to say, so with, with my own personal business email list, I do get an update every time somebody subscribes to my list. And I send them a personal message as well, mm-hmm. just because that's what I do and I have time. You can do that. There's nothing to say that you can't. But when you need to have this automation set up so that, as soon as they receive it, you know, and, and it's set out, it's set out to go the next day and then two days later so that they, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You never have to worry about it again. I love, I love that, um, that suggestion of a personalized welcome. And certainly if, you know, if you're not getting a hundred email addresses every day, <laughs> right? That, you know, if, if it's just one or two, then for sure, I love that personalized, you know, somebody's recognized that, you know, I've made the effort to give away my email address to you. And that yes. person has come back and said, thank you. And they've done it in a personalized way. One of the ways, I, and I'm seeing it more and more, is video, the video yes. welcome. When it's that person, and now and I can do that now because I've got really good lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just, hey, you know, hey, I noticed you'd uh, you downloaded the xxx lead whatever lead magnet it was i hope you're enjoying it i just wanted to introduce myself and to let to let you know i'll be sending you a few more emails over the next couple of days that give you more information and and i exactly right i saw and i'm going to follow up with this i saw a facebook message from cliff ravenscraft this morning cliff was the guy who taught me how to do podcasting way way back eight or nine years ago and I did his course because I downloaded one of his lead magnets to start with. <laughs> so I bought his course, which was very, very pricey, but it's worked. It really, really has benefited me over the years. And I still keep in touch with, with Cliff a lot. And he's been on the podcast too. And I saw a, a Facebook message this morning about doing welcome or, or doing a hello video via Loom. And Loom is free, mm-hmm. so simple to use. So I'm going to be following up on that after we've after we've had a chat. Cause I only saw this this morning, so um, I, that's how I do mine. Oh, I do really? them through Loom. Excellent, mm-hmm. yeah. So so it is simple. You just open Loom yep. and just do the video. Yeah, and you can do it on your phone too. So you can have Loom on your phone and do the video, and then send it the link through the email, just a you know, or yeah. a Facebook Messenger. And then you can chat, you can actually chat with that person. They can comment on the video in Loom. It's, it's fantastic. I, I use Loom about a hundred times a day with all my clients. I send I, videos all the time. But. Oh, we've been using Loom for forever for doing, mm-hmm. you know, nice little videos for our staff handbook, but I'd never thought oh, about yes. losing it, <laughs> using it for this. Yes. After they get the welcome series, the next thing that they should be getting is a newsletter. You should also inform them of that. So um, remember, this is all automated until they get to the newsletter, because now this is when you need to be sending them seasonal updates. And um, I have a, a guideline in the, that I think um, everybody should share in their monthly or six weeks, whatever your, your newsletter 
focus should be. You can do seasonally. The whole point is to stay in their email inbox because you want them to remember Jody from Buttercup Cottage. You want them to remember every time they get it. And then you as, as the marketer, the host, need to remember that as long as you're they're on your email newsletter list and opening, then there's some sort of interest in you. So don't assume that just because they're, or, or, and sometimes even if they're not opening, um, as long as they haven't unsubscribed, you have to consider them as a mm-hmm. somebody that cares. So um, I suggest to send it out monthly, but when you send it out, you can send it out every five or six weeks or whatever, you know, you're, you just determine, just continue, just don't stop. That is, that's one of the keys is to not stop. And then I feel like every single newsletter should have some seasonal updates about things that are going on in the area. This is again, time to share your knowledge. Maybe it's a new local restaurant that's opened or a new bar or a new um, winery or um, you know, they, they did a big beach cleanup, you know, just stay in tune with your community and inform your guests. You think that everybody knows these things, but they don't. Case in point here locally, um, our swim swimming hole is um, has dried up because of the drought here in Texas. And we, you know, I, I work with several people here locally and they, none of them have informed their guests that the swimming hole dried up because it's common knowledge. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. And there've been lots of disappointed guests that have come and, and found out that the place that they booked tickets to visit almost a year ago in advance is dried up and they can't go. So these things are really important to keep your, uh, not only your guests updated on, but your, you know, and, and don't be scared of that being negative, be thoughtful mm-hmm. of what you would want. I mean, you know, your cancellation policy prohibits them hopefully from not booking just because the local swimming hole is closed. But, you know, you do want to set their expectations. Um, and that's, that's both for a newsletter to your prospects and to your guests who have confirmed book mm-hmm. booking guests, booked guests. So communication is so important in every single newsletter. I also suggest you send out a couple of different calls to action so you need to send an, a link to your property for sure, or your properties, or choose choose one, highlight one if you have multiple. Um, but you also want to send them links to blog posts. And if you don't have a blog post, send them a link to someone else's, not a competitor, obviously, but a touristy type blog post. And the reason you do that is so you can later look and see what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. You can go back in your newsletter and say, oh, well, 50 people click this link to the local zoo. Maybe I should be talking more about zoos. (laughs) So the more content you send to them and the more that they find it valuable and start clicking through, then the more they're going to open it and forward it and tell their friends about it. Um, That's another one. Another important thing you want to add is how to subscribe to this newsletter in case they do forward it to a friend and the friend wants to, you know, learn more and subscribe. They can do that as well. So uh, the newsletter can be a really valuable source of content. So you've, you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, the amount of people who click through and the amount of people who open. So I, th- I think just it's just worthwhile mentioning that we are going to talk about uh, the types of platform to use in the next episode, but all those platforms have those statistics available to you. So yes. once you're using them, once you've got your newsletter set up, then you will be able to see who's actually opened your newsletter who's clicked on what links what's and i mean i i'm a, exactly. I'm a sucker for statistics i love watching those statistics i do too the other thing i wanted to to mention is that you know in you don't have to reinvent the wheel right on every newsletter you can have a format no. and again want these platforms will provide you with uh, with a template yes you can have you'll have a template and uh, you know, you'll know what goes in the box every month. So it doesn't necessarily mean starting from scratch every month. There's definitely little places to put the things. Maybe it's, you know, one box should be a new review. One box should be this one box. You know, you definitely have, you don't want to, you know, overwhelm them with too much content at once. Um, you want to keep them, uh-huh. keep them kind of on this wheel, hamster wheel of reading and getting to know you. But um, I have started sending out a, a newsletter, semi, semi-monthly newsletter, and yesterday I was looking back through my open rates and click through rates and what the people were clicking on. And they click on your podcast because I put the link to your latest podcast episode in every one. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> they're always clicking through. 
Um, but so, yes, those statistics are readily available. Um, in fact, my newsletter last week talked about the statistics, what they mean. So but and we'll be talking about that on our next episode. Yeah. So, um, oh, so yeah, newsletter content is important. The third thing I wanted to mention, you mentioned uh, unsubscribe. So that's really yes. important that, and, and I think standard yes. templated newsletters will have an unsubscribe button. Yes, you, they have to. That's, that's the law um, that they have. You have to give them the ability to unsubscribe. I actually do call that out in, in my emails. I say, hey, you know, remember, if you want to unsubscribe, you can, because you don't want to be seen as spam if they, or you don't want to be seen as intrusive. And, and actually, that's one of the, the four different types of emails I suggest to send out. One of them is considered, it's called a re-engagement sequence. And what that means is get the clean your list, scrub your list. So most of these email service providers, they charge you by the number of people that are on your list. And you want to go in once or even every six months and clean your list of people who are no longer opening and who haven't unsubscribed or who are no longer clicking. And you do that through what is called a, 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 um, a re-engagement campaign. Again, you send this up automatically and you just click on. And all that does is it goes through and, and makes sure, you know, it asks the question, hey, are you, do you want to still on, on my list? And you put these subject lines in there like, you know, we're get, about to take you off our list. You get, you know, really specific in those subject lines. And those go out over like about a week. And the reason you do that is because you don't want to take anybody off your list who hasn't shown interest because you don't know why they haven't shown interest. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they could not be ready to plan. They could be waiting. They could be putting all their email newsletters in one, one inbox and waiting and reading, which is what I do a lot of times. So, but if, if it's been a year and again, like MailChimp, you can send and you can just make a list of people who haven't opened your email in a year. You can send them one email that says, Hey, you haven't opened an email from me in a year. I'm about to remove you from my list. And if they don't open that one and don't resubscribe, then you remove them from your list. You don't want to be paying for people who aren't interested. Um, You can also send out a new lead magnet. So what were you going to say, Heather? I'm sorry. I I was just going to say that um, you can get to that frame of mind where you think I want loads of people on my email list and the quantity, the thought of quantity overrides the thought of quality. So what you actually want is, is a list, a, a quality list, not a quantity list. And 50 engaged people, engaged people is so much better than a hundred uh, or 150 that are just not opening it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And boy, I have this discussion with people all the time on email and with social media. They want 20,000 followers. And I'm like, no, all you need is a thousand to book a house (laughs) several times over. So the same with email, you wanting quality engaged people that are finding you relevant and exciting. So like I said, another way to do that in this re-engagement series, the very first one, you could send them a new lead magnet, like which gets them on your list again in a new way. And that's also important to segment people, which is a kind of an advanced topic um, that we'll be going over when we do our course. But um, segmenting, especially if you have multiple properties, is very, very important um, for for your list. But when you send them something else, that basically gets gets them reengaged with you. And that's exciting. That means that they are are still very interested in your, your business. Yeah, and I, I see that a lot because I do subscribe to a lot of newsletters and and some, you know, busy times and you don't open them and then out of the blue you get this email saying, here's this download for you and it is targeted to me. It really is, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm segment, I'm in, the, in the, one of their segments um, and, and they're targeting me directly because I'm their avatar. And right. So, uh, right. so, you know, it, it, does, it does work. Yes, it does. And there's nothing more exciting as a marketer, as as you you would find out, is, you know, I sent out an email last week and I had people um, reply to it that I'd never heard from before. And then I went and looked and they had been on my email list for, you know, over a year. um, And I never, 
you know, had really heard from them. And so it was exciting to see that, you know, you can re-engage them and then you've gotten them back into the conversation mm-hmm. of possibly buying something from you, booking your, your property, or, you know, even if you're just engaging them in conversation is, is a great thing because you're, you're telling them who you are and getting them, you know, you're getting that touch point that's so important to um, building that relationship. We're going to move on to um, sales sequence and special offers in a second. But but before we do, I just wanted to mention a message I got from Adria Hahn recently. Hi, Adria. You know, we, we, we've been in touch before and it was great to hear from you. But a, what Adria mentioned was that in the previous episode on lead magnets, I had talked about going to Costa Rica and actually, you know, I, I booked Costa Rica and then the host sent me one very, very, very long email with a ton of stuff that I could I could do and, you know, the directions and whatever. Everything was all in one email and, and it was far too much, way, way too much. And what, um, what Adria asked was, what could he have done differently? What could he have done um, better with that info? And it got me, it really got me thinking about, you know, all the information that he provided. And I, and I went through the email and I separated it out. And there were things that, that went with booking. You know, I've booked, therefore you're going to send me directions. And you're going to send me access information. But, and all sorts of other things that pertained to me booking. But the rest of it, he could have used in email, an email welcome series and also in newsletters there was just so much information in there that could have been spread out and and sent at different times well before I booked you know if I I did come across him long before I booked and in fact that that same information in that one long 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 page was actually on his website as well but there was so much more he could have done with it and that was just taking that information and spreading it out and drip feeding it. And I, we haven't mm-hmm. mentioned drip, you know, this is about drip feeding to entice people to come. I mean, there's a whole other workflow which involves after somebody books and then, you know, covering off um, the touch points uh, along the way after they've booked. And I'm sure we're going to come back to that. It's in the course as well. So, um, but. <laughs> well, and that's. Uh- there's a lot of confusion there from people because you you have a you have a series of emails that are marketing focused, which mm-hmm. is what we're discussing mostly today. Is these marketing emails, and they go when, when there's the traveler's journey. The traveler's journey is the in, you know not deciding phase, and these emails have are are being sent to help encourage them to decide not only where to go but also to book with you when they do decide where to go. And that's what this, this whole, if you're, I'm, I'm visualizing it as a piece of pie and this is the first, you know, half of the pie. And then once they've booked and determined, they still should be receiving communications from you, especially if you have a really long booking window, um, you know, which most of my clients have at least a, a 60 day booking window for the most part. And even if you have within two weeks, after they book, it's just as important to getting them excited and um, encouraged. And also, you know, that guest first experience of understanding what's going to happen and, you know, how, you know, those are important too. So it's, it's kind of all part of a thing, a big, long circle of information that you, but you want to make sure it's timed well. And that's, you know, the, 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 um, the PMS systems are so great at sending those communications But just because, um, and again, this goes back to segmenting, just because someone, once someone books, you can go into, let's say you're using MailChimp and you can tag them now as a guest. Yeah. So now they should be receiving different communications that are set up just for your guests. And again, this is a little more advanced. Um, You know, I wouldn't suggest this for somebody that just has a few properties, but if you're a property management company, segmentation in that regard is, is very important. You can even segment by time of year that they're booking those kinds of things. Cause all that information is, is really important for future bookings to when once they're off of the booking, then you have the opportunity to continue to retarget them yeah. again for a future booking. So yeah, I, I think it, it, can, it can be confusing because, you know, just separating that out from marketing to those who have not booked to then going into the workflow that follows a booking. And, and I think, 
you, you mentioned PMS, a lot of, you know, once somebody has booked, that whole series can go through, usually through your PMS. I know I use Touchday and now we have a you know, series of emails that go out via Touchday, but that is entirely mm-hmm. independent of what goes out prior to them booking. You know, I can't use right. I can't use a booking system to send messages out to them because they haven't booked yet. So you've got to have those two really those two separate functions. I would encourage anybody that's listening that's still maybe not quite understanding, go to any e-commerce store, you know, Walmart or you know anything that you might be interested in purchasing, and go through their. You know, you can sign up for their fifteen percent off coupon, and you'll get on their list. And then you will see, you know, what they're sending you before you buy and then go buy something, you know, click on their email and buy something, a $15 thing. And then you'll see kind of the difference in the the emails that are now being sent to you because now they know you're a confirmed buyer. They know what you're interested in because you bought something. And so you can consider, you can continue that wheel. It's really kind of eye opening Mm. when you really pay attention to how you're being marketed to. You can really, um, and then also I encourage you to go to some of these bigger property management companies, um, even VRBO and book and buy and show interest because you'll see how you're being marketed to. And it's exciting to see and to think, oh, well, you know, I can do that. I have lots of clients that we've done that together, you know, as part of our, the, you know, the, the coaching that I do, we go through that whole thing together with VRBO because you, when you see how you're being targeted on VRBO, it suddenly can open up your eyes. You're like, Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we're being bombarded every single day. Every time you look for something on the web or on Facebook and you click on something that sets a process in motion. And then once you buy that sets another process in motion. So it's worthwhile sort of separating them out. So great, great, great stuff, Jody. Um, Let's move on to the sales oh, I didn't sequence. talk about the sales sequence. You did not. No, we ju- we jumped into re-engagement before the sales sequence, but that's 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 fine because I was um, I I prompted you on that, so we'll go back to sales. So a sales sequence is when you do know, and this is a non. These are typically not automated. This is when you look at your calendar and you're like, oh, holy crap. Um, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a window of bookings here that have not been booked, or perhaps um, recently I, I have a client who she has six properties and one man, one family had booked four of them for a week long stay in December, and they canceled for a family change of plans, and so she suddenly had four of her properties open in the same week. So, you know, those kind of things happen. You get cancellations or you didn't book as, as quickly as you thought you would, whatever. You get a new property. This is also really good for property managers who, who are onboarding a new property. And this is when you're like letting them know, hey, guess what? We have a new property. We have a cancellation. And you really want to be clear in your subject line what this is, you know, cancellation or great offer or you can even use what I call curiosity subject lines where that's like, you know, something like you can't, you're not going to believe this or something like that, where you really get them enticed to click on that and find out more. And an offer doesn't necessarily have to be a sale. Um, I typically would not advise most people to have a sale sale, you know, unless it's part of a routine that you have, but any kind of thing that you could call attention to that you you may already give it away now. I mean, perhaps you already do leave a bottle of wine, but, you know, maybe you could say, you know, book this property now and send us a note and let us know what kind of wine you would like for us to leave on the, you know, red or white or whatever. There's so many different ways that you can engage people to think that it's an exclusive offer for them and and not to, not to be dis disingenuous, you know, you, you probably have some great things, but maybe it could be a seasonal activity that is, you know, I tell people this all the time. If you're in a location where there's something seasonal that's happening in, you know, every May is the such and such festival send out and you look in, let's say, you know, January and you still have availability in May, send out an email, like this big special email. Oh, wow. It's January. We still have availability for the such and such festival week. We never have availability this, Mm -hmm. you know, this soon, this close. And so you're telling your guests or your potential guests, hey, 
you better book it because this is a rare thing. Um, you know, and they will, they will jump. I've seen it a million times. I've seen people jump on those kind of offers all the time. So a special offer doesn't have to be a sale. It could also be just a screenshot of what they would pay for the property on Airbnb versus what they're going to pay if they buy a book from you directly. That speaks volumes. And you don't even have to say, I'm going to give you a sale. I'm going to give you a discount. You're just going to remind them, hey, you, if you want to book direct this year, you're, you know, here you go, you know, you're saving whatever the percentage is over Airbnb or VRBO if you book direct. So those little, you know, just think of those little things that you can offer. Yeah. And just as you're talking, I'm sort of creating uh, headlines, you know, save, here's how to save 12% off your next vacation. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I subscribe um, because I do a lot of work with a lot of glamping properties. So I started subscribing to some of the really big ones like in North Carolina. There's a great one um, in Asheville and they send out every single month. They send out their availability calendar. Now they send out a newsletter, which is great, but every month they send out their availability calendar of last minute bookings and they do offer 20% off, but they're very last minute. So it has to be somebody that can, you know, at a snap go and plan but I know that's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, that's great because if I'm this company and I know that every month I'm going to have some last minute availability, then I send this out and sure you're giving 20% away or 15% or whatever that number is to those people who are waiting on that email. But who cares because you weren't going to get it booked. They've obviously, you know, done the numbers to realize it makes them more money than if, yeah. you know, to have it sit open. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I was, when I had my property management company and I know they're still working on this now is, is the, the special offers is, and, and the sales sequence is something they've, they've been doing, we've been doing for years and they're still continuing to yes. do it. Super successful. Every time there is, um, every time there's a new listing, every time a cancellation, you know, immediately, because we actually have a segmented list for those who have shown interest in being mm-hmm. on, you know, we on on our, on the website it says, get on our wait list, um, and this stemmed mm-hmm. from the last two years of of just such high demand, which we still have this year, but we're going to continue with that wait list because you know people look at it and you say, oh yeah, I need to get on this because we'll mm-hmm. send you, you'll be the first to know whether we have a cancellation, if we have a new property coming up. Um, if there's something that you need to know, if you're on this special list, then you will be the first to know. And that has always worked great. We've always had, you know, around about a thousand people on this wait list. And mm-hmm. the moment there's a cancellation, it goes out to that wait list with a new property. They get to hear about it eight hours before anybody else, before it actually gets spread out to the rest of the traffic. You know, it's, it's that th- they get special access, if you like. Yes. Um, Andre with Southern Hospitality Vacation Rentals. I know you know Andre down in Destin mm-hmm. area. She has um, does a really good job with her Instagram and she does like this property launch um, on Instagram where she's kind of giving sneak peeks of properties. And I'm sure I don't know for sure, but I bet that they have an email for you yeah. know the number of new properties that she onboards each year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, just such such a great idea. There's, there's so much creativity you know, you can invest in, in this type of, uh, of, of work. So, um, yeah. so, so Jody, anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we, we finish off for this, this episode on, uh, on content? So the, the main thing I want to, I want to get across to people is it's not as hard as when you're listening to something like this and, you know, Heather and I have been doing this for a long time and we know these words and phrases. And I know it, it's often intimidating to people to think, wait, what? What do you mean? Set, wait. And they don't know where to start and they don't know what to do next. Or And it's easy to say, I'm just going to give up. And I just want to encourage you, A, listen to the next one next month that we'll be doing, because I think we're going to really talk about how to put it in place and, and how to get started. Um, and B, just start. Like the very first thing you need to be doing is just create one welcome email for the people that subscribe to your list. And that's a start. And even if that's all you do, 
Um, I've been working with Pat, um, who has um, Galveston, Kazat condos in Galveston. Um, and I've been working with her off and on for several years now. And she tells me that all the time. You are the one that told me to just start. And I just started. And now look at me, you know, and she's she does so many new, you know, every month she's trying something new. Mm-hmm. So if you just start with something, you're going to get to the next place. And so don't be. Um, and, and also think about investing. If this is something you can't afford to do, um, there's people on Fiverr. You know, I teach this one-to-one. Um, I help people. There's lots and lots of consultants and agencies out there that can help you set up email marketing funnel and teach it to you. So I think email marketing is so important that, uh, you know, I think you would be very remiss if this is not part of, of marketing your properties for Book Direct. Perfect. Perfect finisher there, Jody. And of course, when when our uh, course on yes. building a property management business uh, comes out in, in the next couple of months, you will find just a huge section on digital marketing um, because it is such a foundation that you have to have in place before you really kick off in this business. You know, unless, unless you're going to... Just put it all on, you know, put all your eggs in the Airbnb basket, which is is fine. And there's many many people who do that. But but if you want to create a, a really really powerful business, then you've got to go in with every tool that there is in your toolbox. And and this is just one yeah. of them. Um, but it is a powerful one. Yeah, and I think the course, what the course is going to do also is tie it all into the greater strategy of, you know, of marketing. Yes. Cause we, we actually go into, you know, not just using emails for, for guests, but attracting new owners as well. Cause that's just as important yes. because if you don't have the properties, you can't, you don't have the business. So, uh, so we, we talk right. a lot about setting up email marketing for, to attract new owners too. So watch out for that. You're going to be hearing more about that uh, over the next, uh, over the next few weeks and months. So Jody, thank you so much. I'm glad you got through this whole episode without falling with the big, the Rona, because it appears to be around a bit. Yes, my poor husband is in the bed as we speak. So I hope that I can make it another day without, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm vaccinated, so I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah, I did it. We know my, my husband came back from uh, from Germany and, uh, you know, he, he has not been well at all. And it had it for several weeks, but is, is recovering and it did not touch me at all. So hopefully Yay. I've got my fingers crossed that you will, you will remain as, as immune as I am. <laughs> me too thank you so we will we will talk again very soon we'll certainly we'll uh, we'll be with uh, i'll be with jody again for the next episode uh, in a month's time where we're going to be talking about the recommended tools to use um jody's going to talk about what comes first the lead pa- lead magnet or the landing page and we'll we'll explore further the idea of segmenting because that that's quite a fascinating thing to uh, to understand yes sounds good Thank you, Jody. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Thank you so much, Jody Bourne, for another insightful discussion. And and I always come away from these these calls super motivated, <laughs> really motivated to get started on some more digital marketing um, and some more, you know, sequences. We, as, as a business, you know, when I was running my business, we, were, we, we sent out monthly newsletters, which we still do. I, I also like the idea of sending out, um, as, as I just mentioned, uh, about owner acquisition, which is something that I'm currently working on for, for our course, um, a really lengthy piece or modules on getting new owners and keeping them. And a major part of that is in the getting of your new owners is how do you actually find them? So how do you create an email list of, of new owners of potential owners that will, that might like to come to your business? And, and this is, this is super important because we're hearing from owners now who got in touch with me three or four years ago. And I went through the whole process of coming with a management company and then they decided that they were going to do it themselves through Airbnb uh, or VRBO or whatever. And now they're beginning to trickle back into us. They, they've 
they've gone that way. They've decided they don't like it very much. They've had Airbnb do a few cancellations on them. And, and they, they now deciding that they want to use a property management company instead because it takes away a lot of the hassle for them. So this whole business of a series of emails and I, and we've kept these people on a list for all these years and keep sending them information, just general helpful information on how best to rent out their property. So we've all been, we've always been front of mind to them. If they once decide, if they then decided that they were going to stop using Airbnb and would start using a service uh, like a property management company. So it has worked on multiple occasions. So uh, yeah, in the course, we, we, we delve quite deeply into how you attract these these owners onto a list and how you keep them nurtured. Um, nurturing is something that we didn't actually mention in this episode, but this is what it's all about. It's nurturing people to continue to like you, to continue to trust you, to continue to have confidence in you. So uh, you'll be hearing, as I say, you'll be hearing more about, uh, about the course because I, I'm really excited about the owner acquisition and retention part of it because, you know, you can't run a business without the owners. You you want to get them and you sure want to keep them once you've got them. So uh, we we spend a lot of time on this. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm done for this week and I hope you enjoyed this. As we mentioned, there will be another episode coming up in another four weeks or so. And you, I'll put a link to the previous episode in this series, which was about creating lead magnets. I should also mention, and there will be a, a more discussion of this coming up, Jody and I are doing a joint presentation on the importance of lead magnets uh, at the Book Direct show in Miami in October, October the 17th and 18th. And I'm super excited about going to that and I will put information on how you can get tickets for that show. There's an amazing lineup. You're going to hear from, from people like Matt Landau. Matt's going to be there. Of course, Miami is his hometown. Amber Hurdle will be there. She opened up at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit in, when was that? Oh gosh, last December. And she was just amazing. I will yeah, I'll just put the link to to the Book Direct show on the show notes. Go take a look. Go take a look at the lineup of speakers. It really is excellent. And I think you should come and I want to meet you there. So let me know if you are planning on going to Miami in October um, and we'll make some arrangements. I think I would like to uh, to set up a meet of all my podcast listeners. That would be super, um, super fun. So uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, you know, I will be along next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.